Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. 7.32, a little bit late, but we're all right. We're doing all right. It's kind of my fault. Ryan was just chilling in the lobby there, and I wasn't paying attention. I'll tell you. It's okay. Y'all were talking sports betting or something really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really important, because he's winning. So we'll yeah. get into some of that later, maybe. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's Monday night. Appreciate y'all joining us tonight. We're talking BOS. 2023 look back in a little bit of 2024 i don't know aj may have some surprises for us tonight i don't know i don't know Ryan. we're gonna find we're gonna, out we're gonna talk about it so i think it'd be fair to say aj pulled us out of the uh of the low class tourneys and it, the first look at an elite series years ago when they launched the bos and and still to this day <laughs> the low class tourneys. well you know what i mean the low class uh <laughs> opens here and there and not really knowing what we were doing as a sport to an actual, yeah. we always say it's the elite series. I know it still opens, but it's, but it's our version of the next level, upper level series that we. Oh yeah, have. I mean, obviously it was definitely a, a huge level up for everybody, and and yeah. brought us the TOC, which you know that quickly became the you know the pinnacle. That's right. So, and, and that's what I was going to say, man. The TOC has still held its place as the most elite field that you can qualify for. I'd say uh, in kayak fishing, fair, for sure. Coming from a former champ, right? TOC champ right there. One of the select few. <laughs> yeah, I barely remember it now. <laughs> so long ago. Hell, it feels like it's 20 years ago. <laughs> well, we're going to get into some of that. Look back at some of the highlights of 23. Then we'll look ahead to 24, talk about the schedule. And then I know there's been some tweaks to rules and whatnot as all the organizations kind of jockey to to make their changes for next year. So it should be should be fun, man. Uh, oh, yeah. What's going on? How was your weekend? Yeah, spent it in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh. Uh so that was great. Oh, you done pissed AJ off. He just dipped. What? AJ? <laughs> Damn it. No. Hey, please. Some some low class person probably pulled pulled the plug on his internet or something. Damn it. I didn't mean to cause a problem. <laughs> He's been cut off. I don't know what to do now. Oh, man. There he is. He's back. He's back. <laughs> uh yeah we went out to vegas for nfr and that was uh that was great i've been to vegas a couple times i have never seen vegas the way uh i saw it over the weekend i'm in no hurry to get back really what's up what's uh, up just packed no i mean it was great it was just so much so much stuff they have like a convention part then there's obviously the rodeo part and then a bunch of my buddies were playing music out there so you just ran around you know chasing everybody till uh Till forever, till all night. <laughs> till all night long. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. Well, it's good. Yeah. I thought we were going to, I thought I was going to have something cool for us tonight, Ryan, but it's not working right. I thought so we tonight, got AJ and we're going <laughs> to, yeah. I thought tonight was the first night we were going to be streaming also on Instagram. Ah, can, you can do that? Yes. It's a new, really? Supposedly, well, allegedly. Well, no, you can't, but we tried. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly, okay. you can, but it isn't working quite right. I'm going to try to work it out as we talk. Uh, but right now we're not, but we're streaming everywhere else that we always stream Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I think the Twitchers are in. Let's see. Yep. There he is. We got the Twitcher. He's in. Nice. Uh, it's even showing some X slash Twitter viewers tonight, which he usually doesn't show that. So there's new features everywhere. All right. So holler at you from, from over there on X. I don't know if we can see. Do we have any news? Tonight. Do we have anything breaking, uh, breaking over the weekend? Man, everything's Clifton pretty much. Mo, <laughs> he said this mofo said low class. Damn it. I didn't know what else to say. Sorry, Clifton. 
Uh, no, I don't know, man. Somebody said, what did you think of the whole horse soldier tribute? What's that about? I don't, I don't know. Calvin yeah, Johnson. Yeah, I loved YouTube. it. What was that? I, that what I miss? I have no idea. I missed it too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I said, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very cool, but I, I don't know. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm out. Uh, but yeah, it's... <laughs> The comments are going to be trouble tonight, I can tell from here. Yeah. Uh, that's a new Twitcher, man, T-Grux. I don't yeah. know T-Grux, but appreciate it. I think that. that's a different drunk. different kind of Twitch he's watching. <laughs> I'm not sure that's where it's intended to be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm so disappointed in this Instagram thing. I thought we were going to get to debut AJ over on the ground. This is tonight. smart water, Clifton. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah, going I'm with drinking tonight. The Sam's Club water. There you go. Representing the locals. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know, man. It, it's... It's the quote off season. We've talked about that a couple times. It's more just adjustments to leagues and, and things like that. Did, didn't Jim Ware win a 2024 tournament in 2023 over the weekend? Did well, I, I mean, if yeah, the year part's not important. Yeah, he did. Dell Hollow uh, and Jim. He's he's put his work up there and uh, dialed those fish in. It paid off for him. There you go, Jim. Congrats, my friend. He's one of the, he's one of the good ones too, man. Jim's oh yeah heck yeah you gotta love jim if you've never met jim you need to just go meet him talk to him for about five minutes and you'll be best friends that's right so well done jim um uh, gary morgan says so is any everyone invited to fish the mlf series or what's going on there i know that that's bass boat world but it is kind of a funny parallel that we've seen in, the, in kayak fishing in the past which is when you can't when there's not enough people signing up everybody gets an invite that's what happens so that's what's happening over there. It seems like on the, not the actual MLF circuit, which bumped up to 65 again today. I did see that from 50 to 65, but the, the, the step down, the one step down, it would have been the old Toyota series, I guess. Right now it's the, the tackle warehouse tour, the step right below MLF. They're, they're, they're letting all kinds of like co-anglers, whoever they're getting qualification spots. So there you go. Here you go. Post uh, Calvin's explanation up there. I didn't actually get to see the rodeo part. I was in the uh, convention center part, and then uh, a lot of the after. Oh, he was talking about your I Vegas trip. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> no, it wasn't just something out in the yard there. With the... <laughs> yeah, I thought somebody made it yeah. to some sort of uh, inappropriate post or something on our page. No, I didn't no. know what he was talking about. So, yeah. All right. Wait. Let's do it. I don't think there's much much more news to talk about. Of course, the show is presented by Eco Fishing Shop, ecofishingshop.com. Go over there and check them out. If you guys saw before we went live, we're doing another Revo giveaway tonight before Christmas. We're going to give away some glasses. So hit that like and share on Facebook, comment, and every, everywhere else, just comment where you're watching from Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, maybe Instagram. I don't know if it's actually working over there or not. Comment, and we'll get, we'll get those Revos given away later on. Uh, Pro Guide Lithium, we appreciate them. We're rolling back into 2024 with them. And as you guys get whatever you're going to get for Christmas, you need to power it. Don't be slipping on, don't go cheap on the batteries now. Don't get some mm -hmm. elite motor or graph and then go cheap on the batteries. Go get you a pro guide and you'll be set for the next year. Uh, and then, of course, Bangtail Whiskey, Revo, Gill, Z-Man, Cigar. We appreciate all of our other podcast sponsors. Yeah. Let's get one of the OGs in here, man. Let's get AJ in here. All right. My man has been in here a bunch. He was in here with us early. He was still willing to come back and, and get on the show again after all this time against his better judgment. Yeah. What's up, AJ? What's up, guys? How are y'all doing tonight? Good, man. Dream. We got a cold front. Do you have, have you had you got this big front rolling in, Jeff? 
It's cold. Yeah. Out our cold. way, it's I don't know if it's doing it at your house, AJ, but it's blowing like sixty outside. It's dropping off cold right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, if my internet goes out, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, whole, <laughs> the whole barn is a shaking, you know. Yeah. It's getting ra- getting rowdy out there. Indiana. Of course it's cold in Indiana, man. It's Indiana. Oh. We're in the South. We're down here in the South. Get ready to star a lot of these questions, Jeff. They're they're popping <laughs> popping up yeah. left and right. I know. Yeah, I don't we got some wild ones. It's gonna be a good night. Uh, well, AJ, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Uh it's uh that uh late November, December time frame where everybody thinks that the tournament directors aren't doing anything, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting after it. We're trying to uh, get you all ready. And we start early this year, uh, Harris chain of lakes in January. Um, so we're, we're trying to get everything lined up and finished and, uh, should be rolling things out later this week, uh, with some teasers, uh, and some conversation points coming out tonight, uh, here Ooh. on, uh, KBN live. Whoa. Uh-oh. I like it. Well, let's, before we get into the teasers and what's going on next year, man. Let's take a little look back at 23. Give yeah. us give us a breakdown of how you felt about the 23 season, um, some of the highlights, some of the numbers from the season, and, and what you felt about it. Yeah, you know, I think we, um, you know, I think it was, a, it was an interesting year for us because we came out of the previous year where the events were selling out, but they weren't really selling out. People were just registering early uh, and then deciding they weren't going to come, which meant that people that wanted to fish – uh, couldn't, you know, it was a weird dynamic, but it was a lot of excitement. So I think one of the things that we did is we tried to kind of line things out so that maybe wouldn't happen and the right people would get to fish and things like that. But we probably kind of over convoluted that a little bit and uh, maybe made some adjustments that weren't necessary. So we look forward to kind of dialing that back uh, a little bit and just getting back to running a good, um, you know, a good tournament uh, series uh, with easy uh, entry and, and things like that. And if you guys sell out some events, uh, we're here for it. We've got a system in place. <laughs> so what did you think? Uh, I mean, as far as like everything went last year, tournament wise, uh, obviously, you know, you discussed the attendance part, but with the, you had some rule changes last year that were implemented. I mean, everything, it seemed like went fairly smoothly throughout the year with the BOS series. Yeah, I think I think it did. Uh, I think it was a good year. I mean, our numbers early in the season were really good. I think everybody sees good numbers early in the season when folks still uh, are fishing hard and traveling and we go to some premier places at at great times. Um, You know, overall for the season, uh, we had an average of 133, which was, uh, I think, our second best average all time. So it was still a really good year for us. Uh, payouts were high. You know, we, we went to paying out 15% of the field this year instead of 10%, which allowed a lot more folks to get paid, um, you know, than, than they would have normally uh, been. So that was nice. You know, folks spend a lot of money traveling to these events. Uh, and even last place money at some of these events uh, was 500 you know, $600. Um, so it goes a long way. The top end isn't as high when you when you chop it up like that. Um, but, you know, we still had great first place payouts uh, in, in, in all of our events this year. Um, so that's, you know, that was one of the things for us is, is it, it, it went, I think we were really well. Uh, numbers were good. Uh, higher in the Northeast. Uh, Northeast took us three years to kind of get going up there. But I think we're going to build on some steam at Cayuga this year. 
Um, going in a little bit earlier should be a more of a small mouth bite. So, you know, I just think you just keep building on things year to year and, uh, you know, make some adjustments where you need to. And, uh, you know, maybe let some things play out for a year or two in some spots as well. Hey, I'm going to pause for a second, Ryan. We live on the Insta. It's working. Oh my goodness! Go. Look at that. We are so high class. Big, Not low, no, day, low class around here, man. No low class. But anyway, I didn't know what I didn't know what you were about to say. Continue, continue, continue. Yeah, I mean that that image looked all blurred out. I thought I mean, we got a cease and desist or something. I was like, well, all right, we've been, we've been banned. Yeah, no, saw sorry, it coming. Yeah, we're live on Instagram, so shout out to Instagram folks. Our numbers bumped up by one when i did that so yes yeah, i saw uh, joshua evans post uh you shared something he said i didn't get i didn't get to read it while oh he was, was saying talking. you're super consistent he said this is the same way he talks during the midday updates <laughs> aj's got a lot of practice talking at that camera so he's good yeah yeah which we like, appreciate yeah man uh, <laughs> consistency is good sometimes uh you know we, we i used to walk around like campgrounds holding up a laptop trying to do midday updates uh looking for service uh but you know, I think we've got it dialed in a little bit uh, and, uh, you know, just trying to continue to maintain some consistency and then, uh, you know, grow in places that we can as well. I like it. Hashtag. I like, I like that Joshua, um, you know, watches some midday updates, you know, everybody watches midday updates, man. The only reason I ever fish a BOS event is to hopefully get my name called on the midday. Update. I don't even care if I win or not. <laughs> I like having mine on the midday update. Then you don't hear it again. Yeah, that's it. That's what you want. <laughs> Small goals, baby steps. Uh, we're getting some phone slander. I shouldn't have showed that on camera. <laughs> it's too bad. It's too bad. No love for the droids. Yeah. Where you want to uh, go? Where you want to yeah. go, buddy? Yeah. So AJ, you, you kind of touched on 2023. 2022 was the year of uh, FOMO. You know, with the sellouts and all that stuff. And while you still had great numbers in 23, we didn't we didn't quite have the mad scramble where people were fighting over those entries and I th and you guys didn't want that you kind of tried to control that by changing some things with announcement dates and everything were you pleased with how that turned out where yeah, people think, that wanted in were able to get in and things like that yeah i think that definitely uh played out that way um you know we really built in some stuff too for the people that qualified you know for the toc last year they were able to register early and uh, could register for all the events up front if they wanted to so we just tried to give some incentive there to make sure that um the people that you know had earned it throughout you know the year before had the opportunity to register early and then throughout the season have incentives uh for if you're in a certain place in angler of the year you get to register early but you know it was, like I said, it was a lot of work uh for things to not really play out that way ultimately if you wanted to fish one of our events you could and it was great and that's what we want we want it to be open for everybody and uh you know sometimes people don't know until a week or two out um and so that's one of those things that you know Obviously, we've got a capacity in these events. Uh, I think anybody that's fished a, a kayak tournament uh, in the low to mid twos is a really nice number uh, that feels very crowded. Uh, so when you start getting, um, you know, above that, it tends to dictate uh, experience a little bit. Um, so we not just for the anglers, but for the staff as well. Um, it can be really daunting for uh, you know, judging, especially if you're at places during the right times where the fish are just going crazy. So all of those things um, can just make the experience a little bit uh, less enjoyable for everybody. And so we wanted to make sure that that capacity uh, kind of keeps everybody knowing that even if it is a full field, it's still going to be limited uh, to the point where we can all still have a good time and spread out and, and do our thing. 
I think one of the best moves you made, AJ, was changing that cancellation policy. Probably for your own peace of mind, but <laughs> but it, but in general, you know, it, it set the field a lot sooner and made people commit rather than what was happening last year, which was you'd have people run up the numbers to, you know, you'd have twenty five people on the waiting list, and then here here the the team was going through numbers as people realized, oh, I just didn't want to miss out on an entry, but I really can't even go to this event. Did that help kept, a lot? They should have just kept their money and put it in the pot yeah. and let somebody else sign up in their place. Yeah, yeah, no, there was a lot of a lot of variables that we would have liked to have done different, but you know, we didn't know that we were going to go through that. Um, yeah. The year before, I think we were averaging you know low one hundreds uh, and driving through uh, registration. So you know, there's just been a lot of variables that have changed uh, the series and the structure, and I think that's one of the things that's important is like we do want to remain consistent, but we also want to evolve. Um, in certain areas as needed and, and make things easier on our staff as well as the anglers. Uh, so we can all get together and do the, do what we're trying to do. Um, it definitely helped, um, uh, changing that policy. And, you know, I think there'll be some events maybe that might get close again, uh, down the road, but we'll see how it goes and we'll figure it out there. But yeah, I'm pulling a lot of that verbiage out of the rules, just, so, uh, you know, I'll put it within the event, but I mean, one of the things that we want to do is just consolidate our rule page. Um, so there's simplicity, uh, in that, and people can find the pertinent information a little easier, uh, if they actually are trying to go read the rules, uh, which is helpful, uh, in these events, uh, you know, get rid of some of the clutter that might not apply to apply to everybody. Touch on that, AJ. He just said something there, Ryan people that actually do read the rules because that is something that you wouldn't think would be that difficult to uh, expect, but yet whether it's AJ, Steve, a local tournament director, whoever it is, it's an ongoing frustration. Is that fair, AJ? It's, it's a frustration. Um, I think it's, I think some people are really good at it and they do and they, they read and then they, they do want to ask questions to confirm stuff. And I think that's great. I like that. Um, you know, I think some people just like to reach out and ask questions without doing the work for themselves. Um, and, and that can be really a dangerous pattern because there are things in the rules that you do need to know uh, before the tournament, during the tournament, uh, things like that, that if you haven't gone through and read the timelines and the rules and understanding it, there are subtle differences in every event and every uh, you know different series. Uh, and those things really do matter. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it could be something like how you hold your fish in one series versus the other that will disqualify off somebody's fish, or it could be an interpretation of one thing versus the other. So it's just really just understanding what you're doing and, and then knowing when things do change to go back in and familiarize yourself with the changes uh, and just being prepared. And it's always OK to ask questions. We just would really like if people would ask those questions after they read the rules instead of prior uh, to reading the rules. Amen. Amen. Uh, I hope a lot of people listen to this episode. Yeah, well, it, it would make for a less fun KBN page if they did read the rules, but still. I read still. the rules and I still get paranoid, and I'll call AJ in the middle of the tournament if I think I'm doing good just to make sure I haven't broken one. <laughs> and he's not alone, and I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, you know, and I, and I want to make sure to people people do feel confident in, in that they are following the rules and knowing that and all of those things. So that's what we're, that's what we're there for, for sure. Nate Conley lines in and lines out. It's all about interpretation. <laughs> all right, that's right. It depends on how you got your watch set. 
And we get we get a lot of hashtag with the low class. I started something, Ryan. Why did yeah, why did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you said it. But I was talking about like even tournaments I used to run, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Compared, sure. you know, compared us, us little local swabs compared to the high class tournament. Man, I don't know. Uh, Josh Evans, uh, stepbrother. Oh no, Josh. Okay, all right. We're getting out. We're getting. <laughs> we're getting off the reservation here. Hey, if so, you're watching, look, I'm watching. The, I'm watching the Instagram live on this phone. So if you're on Instagram, it won't show the comments on our screen here on Streamyard. But if you comment on Instagram, I'll try to bring that question over here for AJ as well because we're getting a fair oof. amount of viewers over there. Okay. Anyway, continue, Ryan. My apologies. I was just going to ask. Uh, let's get down to the meat and potatoes of it. What uh, what are we going to see that uh, may be a little different? Uh, what adjustments or tweaks have you made, uh, kind of from a learning curve standpoint? And uh, is there anything that you are changing up that you think is going to really boost this thing up here for next year? Well, I thought we were kind of like slow playing twenty two yeah. to twenty three. Well, I did too, and and we you just, know we got. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to talk about, you know. Oh, well, no, if you got some more things on the note card, go with that. I was just reading all these comments and got excited. Yeah, hey, yeah, let's yeah. get, let's just jump into it, man. Let's all just right. jump into 24. Um, you know, I think that one of the things for us, um, one of the, the big things for us is we went to four events for Angler of the Year last year. Um, we really wanted to give a lot of um, credit to all the anglers that were traveling heavily for us. And, what we found is that the, a lot of the folks competing for Angler of the Year were fishing the majority of the events, uh, whether it was, you know, four to six. Uh, they were in that range trying to get the best points possible. But through our structure, we were only counting three. And that's what we've done from the beginning. Went to four last year, but we are bringing it back to three events uh, for 2024. So it'll be three events and the Tournament of Champions. Um will be uh the total for our your angler of the year points uh so i think that's a big thing that will be more accommodating to to folks uh as they're picking and choosing between you know different events local events they might tar try to target three or four of the hobies whereas last year they just knew they couldn't get four so they maybe fished one and when it came close and uh, that was all they were able to get after so we really want as many people to feel like they've got a chance and that they can compete uh, in the series through as long of the year as possible, um, you know, and, and so having that many events and then having like a, a, you know, a year end event like on Chickamauga in September where it's attainable for so many people to come in and get that one more, uh, even if that one is a little bit more of a travel uh, for some of our Western, uh, you know, kind of not Western, but like, as, I mean, you guys know, like as far as West as we're pretty much going and have gone is kind of that that central Texas uh, and over. So kind of that area uh, is is where we want to have a few events, you know, that anglers can get into and then feel like maybe they can do one more in Alabama or one more in Tennessee to get those three. So you, we just want to feel like three is attainable. When you start doing four, you're looking at having to travel really far for two to three events, depending on where you're, where you're from, where you're located. And I think the way the schedule plays out, uh, there are going to be anglers that are able to see three events strategically that they can fish uh, throughout the season. And then hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have a big blowout on, on Chickamauga at the end of the year where everybody's trying to get down. I think three's a, I think three's a good number myself. I like, I like it the way, you know, two years ago, I think it shook out really well and it, it three gives you a chance to cull, you know, without, you can, you know, usually you can hit four or five if you plan out your, 
your schedule, but it, it doesn't really put you your back against the wall <laughs> on, on knocking it out of the park on if you're only able to fish three or four. Yeah. And I, Unless I you're ewing, you and then you can just come in and, you know, snipe three and win them all and go to the house or something. He, he didn't just snipe three. Yeah, he, <laughs> ewing, so this year, Ewing, uh, I got to put, I mean, I haven't had a chance to really talk about it, but Ewing, you know, was so incredibly dominant on the series this year. Um, and then he put it down on the TOC uh, and did what he had to do to, 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 to finish out. So, you know, we, we all have watched him come onto the scene and how well he's done um, his first year. But then, you know, the pressure and the way the TOC was structured that year was tough. Um, then last year, kind of same type of deal. He was in the running throughout the year. But this year he dominated from the very first event and on uh, two wins, a, a, a second, uh, a fourth. I mean, it was just really dominant to see what he did this year and, and knowing that when he started the year on stage at Harris Chain, he was like, my focus is uh, my college bass boat fishing this year. But then he dominated in the kayak. That changed, that changed real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, it's been cool to watch him grow and, and succeed and accomplish his goals, um, you know, and, and, and kind of get hit down a little bit, but then get back up and keep swinging. So, uh, I just want to give a shout out. Ewing was a, a hell of an angler all year and uh, an awesome uh, AFCO angler of the year for our series. Uh, and I know he's going to come out swinging again next year. Of course. Have yeah. that live scope tuned up. It's, you know, it's funny. The kayak series, the elite series itself on the bass boat side, it's quickly becoming a young man's game. I mean, if you look at the average age qualified for the elite series, average age of a lot. Of, I mean, there's still old heads getting it done. Don't get me wrong. But in general, these young guys are really taking advantage of not only the technology, but the sheer of information, amount of information that's out there to be able to quickly up your game. Is that going to be our excuse now, Jeff, is we're too, yes. we're too old for it? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, if I was 20 years younger, <laughs> I, I just I think the learning motor curve, won't run as fast now. I'm old. <laughs> I just think the learning curve is so much faster now. I mean, the technology part is played a huge factor. It used to, I mean, you know, instinct is still there, but now, you know, especially with that forward facing sonar component, it's a lot more technology based and, and you can look at Ewing and what he's done with it. I mean, there's no arguing <laughs> if you get it, if you get the learning curve down, then, then you're, uh, you know, definitely at a huge advantage, uh, being able to target those less, less pressured fish. Russell said I look like a poker player about to go all inside to put the hood up. You do. <laughs> Get up in there. Play, play the role for you. Uh, Jacob Ruff with the hashtag low-age low age anglers. No scoreholiosis tonight, but the low-age anglers. Put Jason, J Jacob over there. Uh, you said something a minute ago, AJ, that I think is huge. Uh, the number of tournaments, three out of eight, and you would think it wouldn't make a huge difference in overall attendance. But if someone can't hit four, like he said, they might just fish one. So, mm -hmm. you know, that trade-off, it's like if they can't hit that fourth one, then why put the effort in at all, right? So it actually could – allowing less events could lead to more attendance. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, you know, you always just want to have enough – like the way you kind of structure it, you want it to be desirable for as many people to fish as long as possible. We all know – fatigue sets in we all know that it hurts to get you, you know you're beat down on your favorite lake uh early in the season and it's hard to overcome a lot of those things um 
it, it's happened to us all. And we've seen other people that go in really strong and they're feeling it. And it's just, it can be a tough start to the year. It can be conditions, style of fishing, all those variables. So you want it to stay relevant and stay exciting for anglers as long as possible. Um, and I think that's a really important thing. And I think that's the cool thing that we're, you know, we do pack some events in at certain times of the year. Um, and it feels a little heavy at first, uh, especially the first two, it's two weeks apart, but it's Florida and Texas. Uh, and I know we'll have some anglers that go to both of them, but after that, it's literally four weeks between every single one of our events. And I know that we're fitting events in with all the others, um, but it's it's really challenging when you have all these schedules in four weeks a month uh, to to work it out to where people feel like they're not overwhelmed. And, and Steve and I always try to work together on schedules. Um, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he makes schedules for like five or six different things. There's no there's not enough weekends in the year for all of his schedules, but he still works with me. Uh, in our schedule. And I appreciate him uh, so much for that. So we can try to take care of the anglers in the best way. Uh, so they're spread out, but then like, we get to the summer and it's like up to New York. And then you have almost two months off before we go up to Michigan. And then it's like five weeks to Chickamauga. So it gets really spread out at the end of the year. Um, so it just doesn't feel so much, especially during times of year where the bites traditionally are not fun um or great uh so it's it's it was really important for us to kind of create that in the schedule this year and there is your schedule to take a look at where all you're gonna be running around to there's the schedule garrett morgan's in the comments he called a shot on right patman lake already and that and that was one that a lot of people probably didn't recognize in texarkana but when it got announced there was a lot of chatter about it how did you land on on choosing that that area and that lake aj um, a few years ago, we were looking to uh, kind of expand uh, regionally uh, and have a few events in each region. And we already had really strategic partners, but we were looking for some kind of some new ones. So uh, I casted a lot of like just a net out there and reached out to a lot of different random places. And that was actually even before uh, the NFLPA, uh, that other professional fishing league um, had been there. They've actually been there twice um and, and ran their series out of that lake it was actually before they'd been there and they just you know you had to go through the whole thing like what is a kayak and how do you all kayak fish and what does this even mean and so like from five years of that try you know trying that um they randomly reached out to me this year and it was uh kind of a unique thing because i was kind of playing that one and a couple other uh regionally strategic uh places and they came in eager and um you know, when you're when you're trying to find locations and you've been to so many um, of similar places, when you get a host community that is excited and eager and uh, they want to support it. And, uh, you know, it's some place we've never really been before. I felt like that was a really unique thing. Obviously, location wise, it's really strategic because so many of our key anglers from Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, um, you know, that area that really has a Oklahoma that has a big group of, of our folks, um, they can get there. And it's a place that really no one's been to. I mean, it's the craziest thing when you talk about it, because, you know, it's funny. And I, this is what I tell people is like, well, it's probably not even a top 25 lake in Texas. But Texas also has like all these amazing lakes. But if you take it to a bunch of these other states that we go to, it would probably be in the top five. 
And because there are so many great lakes around it, a lot of those people don't even fish it at all. I mean, because you're a little over an hour from Caddo, you're a little over an hour from Fort, you're a little over an hour from all these places. So it really doesn't get a, a ton of pressure except from from locals that like to fish. And it's um, just going to be one of those new challenges for folks. And I think that's one of the things that is important to see on a, a national schedule is a place that you know, you just haven't been before or that people aren't familiar with. So you can get everybody together and see what, see how it goes. I, I was caught off guard by it, but when it was announced, I saw the, the guys in Texas, the folks in the know about it. There was some solid chatter, like, look out, that place going to surprise some people. So we'll see. Should be fun. Especially that time of year should be really good. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I was like curious myself. I was like, have there ever been any kayak tournaments out there? So I was like, started searching tourney X archives and did not find anything. And then I started searching some other archives and I was like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's roll this thing out there. As far as I know, as far as trackable, I could only, I couldn't find, I didn't know if maybe it had a different name, but I don't know that there's ever been a kayak tournament um, out there nationally that is recorded on any of our sites. Uh, so it'd be cool to kind of, to see it, see it go and uh, uh, play it out. Um, new Lake, new. I think there's some pretty good, uh, um, evening entertainment uh venues in texarkana as well so i have to google google that up my buddy plays down there quite a bit it's some i can't remember the name it's ice house or something i can't remember we'll check it out well yeah and that's the thing too that community has got a lot going on i mean it's it's an interstate town uh you know and, and there's just a lot of traffic and a lot of opportunities there you know we're there to fish but there's other things that go on in that weekend uh for folks that that can enjoy the city enjoy the nightlife I'm pretty sure there's a big wine festival that weekend. Uh, if anybody's trying to uh, bring their partners out uh, uh, or meet anybody at a wine festival, that's going down. Um, so, you know, there's there's things. Uh, it's not like you're in the middle of nowhere uh, with no service, just waiting for uh, you know the 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 morning to start. <laughs> well done. Well done. W. Man, I was waiting. <laughs> Catalina oh. wine mixer right there. <laughs> Texarkana wine mixer. It's going to be like, let's go. Hey, let's, oh. get, let's get it. It's, it's, it could be a good time. If, uh, and that's what it's all about. Should we host that Ryan? The Texarkana wine mixer hosted <laughs> by KBN. So. I think we have to now. Bob Baylor can MC it. If he'll come down. That'd be, oh that'd boy. Be, that'd be oh, fantastic. Boy. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, let's get into some more of the, uh, possible rule tweaks aj we you just you went with the aoi three out of eight and we kind of went into the schedule but what else what yeah. else are we looking at um, we're we going to extend registration a little bit uh longer uh but it's you know registration is going to have its its normal time um but for the folks you know and it's anywhere from 10 to 20 i would say in any event um you know want to register the week of the event you know they miss it every every time so um, you know, we are going to allow that. It's just going to cost more. So if you miss out on the normal entry, uh, you're going to pay a little more. We're going to put a little more in the payout and, uh, get you in there. Um, you know, we are going to work on adjusting our off limits, uh, a little bit, uh, still dialing that in, but we're still going to do the practice, uh, week, uh, the way that worked out. I think that went out, went out pretty well. I mean, uh, kind of what we were hoping to do, uh, there now, <clears throat> as far as what some folks would consider, uh, big news. Um, you know, one of the things with Hobie is we've been running events for a really long time, sailing, uh, surfing, uh, fishing events. And a big part of, of Hobie was 
the fact that we were human uh, propulsion in all of our events. Uh, and it's been really important for us in this series uh, to not just, uh, you know, prioritize that, but showcase uh, that. Obviously, the Hobie Mirage drives an amazing pedal drive uh, and, and does a lot of things, um, you know, to help folks on the water. One of the things that we want to do because this series uh, is, you know, what you all called a, uh, elite kayak series. That's not, it's not, that's lo, it's not low class. That's not, not yes. Yeah, we're not a low class series. Um, not saying anything is specifically. But I am. That was me. Not you. <laughs> I, I think, I that think was Jeff, not me. <laughs> I think it's important for us to, as you know, the fishing industry, as the kayak tournament scene evolves for us to still uh, evolve with it. Like I've mentioned many times through this, uh, so what we're doing this year is we're going to have some events that are motorized uh, and some that aren't. Uh, oh, so a mix, a little mix this year. Okay. We're going to mix it okay. up, uh, and we're going to do that. Um, so there are events, um, and, and it's I won't release the details yet. That all come out, but six events and the TOC are going to be motorized, uh, allowed, and two events will be. Um, the rules similar to last year. So pedal, paddle only, you can use your motor in practice. Um, you know, for this year, especially as folks are transitioning to do I want to buy a motor uh, or is it the right time? We wanted to still have those opportunities uh, for folks to get in there that, um, you know, maybe feel like they don't want to compete in a pedal uh, situation or a, a motor situation. Um, so, you know, is this a big change for us as far as the, the history and structure of all of the events that we've run as a company for many years? Um, but we did want to do it in a uh, kind of a kind of a soft launch way. Uh, six and two isn't very soft, so maybe that's not the right word. Uh, but it's it's a good mix, and uh, we're excited to announce you know what what events those will be um, here really soon, and, and that way everybody knows. You know, if you've wanted to fish the Hobie series, if you have a motor um, and that's your style, we're going to be able to accommodate this year. And the folks uh, that are still pedal or paddle only, we've got two events for you, but we'd love to have you in any of the other events as well. Because as you all know, you know, motors are um, definitely an advantage in some ways, but they can also be a disadvantage in others. And at the end of the day, you just got to go catch fish. And that's really what, what it's all about. Well, I would say I would I would bet that most of the people in the comments, most people in the lobby watching this, were waiting to hear that news one way or the other. So, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I Hats paid him off. twenty bucks because I got an autopilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, people, AJ, please. And and I and you got Ryan will tell you the truth on this. Ryan got that autopilot, and when people when he announced that on here, people took that as he had some insider information that this was going to be the move. And I had none. Had I was none. thinking I was going to have to pedal my Outback and. <laughs> <laughs> in the Hopi tournaments, which I kept and I will in the two that we can't hey, use motors. <laughs> Zach Trevino on Facebook has a great question. Uh, <laughs> DP? Double power? Is it single motor only, AJ? Uh, single, single motor. <laughs> single motor only. Um, if you want to practice uh, DP, uh, then... Uh, you know, you can, you can practice. Um, In case you missed that episode, AJ, that is, that is dual power. That's what we came up with. Yeah. Uh, we, the, yeah. the last few episodes, there's been some catchphrases that morphed out of them that were unintentional, but glorious at the same time. It's, it's, it's been wild. Yeah. We're going to go with one, one motor, um, for competition. Uh, but it is specified in, in practice. If you would like to practice that way, 
um, you know, that's all right. Um, but you know, I think I think it is important uh, for people to also grasp what they're putting uh, motors on, and uh, you know, just be aware of like what your motor ratings are and what your boat is supposed to handle, uh, because safety is important. I think that uh, you guys just you know, I think it's easy and, and desirable to to want to have all the things, but um, if you're still in a you know ten or twelve foot kayak, maybe you want to tone that back just a little bit. <laughs> I think, though, I mean, industry-wide, you've seen it, and I just (laughs) – don't read the comments anymore, Jeff. We're doing an interview here. Stop (laughs) posting them. Stop. I'm going to have to go take this off the BOS. Sorry, man. (laughs) Before it gets out of hand. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Uh, But, I mean, I think as as you look at kind of the landscape of tournament series – we've seen a huge motor shift. I mean, from, from local trails to the mid-level stuff, all the way up to, to the Hobies, you know, all the way to the top, you've seen the the motor stuff coming. So I think that was probably a catching point for some folks because they're like, Oh, well, I've rigged my kayak out with this motor. And you get guys that were buying the, the paddle only kayaks, for instance, not pedal drives. And they were going just all in on the motor part. So I think, you know, having this is going to allow you to pick up that demographic that can now stop making an excuse to, to come fish the Hobie series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, those are easy excuses for folks. And, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to fish what they want to fish. I mean, I know there's people that, um, we'll never fish the Hobie series because it has the name Hobie in it. Um, and I hate that for them because, you know, we have a good time. We're just fishing. Like I'm not, there's not some like weird Hobie, like cult meeting that you've got to go to, uh, just to be at these events. They're opens They're for everybody. I wanted those anglers specifically to feel, uh, like this was an opportunity for them to come and fish with us. Um, and I, and I do, you know, it is a sensitive subject for some people and, um, it's been a strong line for us in the past for a lot of different reasons. Um, and, you know, I appreciate some of those anglers, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll not still be mad at us and they'll want to come, uh, out and, and, and fish some, um, you know, but there's a lot of, a lot of reasons and strategy that goes into all this stuff. But I think too, I think it's important for us to showcase that, there are a lot of anglers that have Hobies that like to put motors on their Hobies, whether it's a bow or stern. And, you know, even though we as a company, um, you know, really showcase our pedal drive, because that's really uh, an important component of our products. um, You know, our boats do uh, accommodate and perform well, uh, you know, motorized as well. And so I think we'll see that and we'll see folks that, that bought our product to motorize that haven't been able uh, to, you know, come to these. Uh, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny does get invites to the cold meetings. He's, he's allowed to come in. He's allowed yes. to put on in there. He has to put a blindfold on, gets walked to the meeting, then he can participate. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah. Poor Vinny. Uh, a lot of, you said it, AJ, at the, at the Hobie events, if you, on tournament day, there's a, there's a bracket back there on, well over half the boats, right? They just had to take the motor off for the tournament. So they already had them. They're, they're already using them. And those folks oh, yeah. that, that held off from entering just because of that, now there's no more barrier. So here we go. Well, there's that. You know, the, the thing, too, that I started hearing more and more is, you know, there, I know that some people didn't ever really look at kayak fishing as, a, uh, as any sort of exercise or movement. But I can tell you the amount of people that, that don't ever pedal or paddle their kayaks anymore and tell you how tired they are uh, on day two of a tournament because of 
you know, how they motorize all practice and all the time and they hardly even pedal anymore. It's like, you know, I mean, I think people, we need to get, we need to stay active folks. Like, I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like, you know, you can get out and walk around a little bit, you know, it'll be okay. We, we, we can work through this. Motors are, um, a good thing uh, for a lot of things. It opens up a lot of water. It spreads some folks out. Um, I think in, 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 you know, some rougher conditions, uh, it will allow folks to, to feel safer getting back to their ramps um, because they have, uh, you know, that power. So there's just a lot of different variables. And I think we saw some of that this year with, with the wind on Santee Cooper um, and some of the other things that we've experienced. So it's just, it's, it's, um, important for us to continue to evolve with the series uh, to accommodate as many anglers as possible. Uh, so, you know, we can showcase Hobie in the, in the BOS uh, to folks uh, like we wanted to from the start. I think the main thing is listening to your consumer. Like, you know, you, and, and you guys have direct, direct visualization of the response to things. So like the angler of the year adjustment, right? And then you have all the people, complaining wanting motors <laughs> like you know you're making adjustments to to further that field and and give the people what they're asking for so i think that's i think it's a great move and i'm i'm sure you'll see a return on it here uh once the entries open up this year yeah well let's talk about that let's transition um so i will go ahead and say that the first two events uh will be uh motors allowed so harris chain and sam rayburn will, will allow motors um, and we will be working on getting those up with the full updated rules um, by Thursday. So Thursday is when technically registration will open up for those two events. Um, and we're just going to put them out there. You know, it's kind of like uh, and let folks know, I think we're just going to kind of uh, kind of go back to how it was and, uh, you know, let let the angler excitement build it. Uh, you know, if we're trying to build it in a way that it isn't. Um, you know, that it wasn't the same this last year over the year before. I don't think that um, it had the same impact for, for us or for the anglers. And uh, so we're just going to kind of roll that out there and, and get some folks some opportunity to use some of their Christmas money and things like that to get into those events. I mean, the first event's like four weeks away. So let's just be, you know, kind of kind of real about that. It is it might feel like it's uh, next year, uh, but it is right down the road. And so. Um, you know, I, we want to make sure we get everything out and keep keep everybody ahead of things because, you know, there are some rules that will start to apply as far as, you know, when you're allowed to see guides or use guides and all of that stuff. No big changes there. So, um, you know, but we, we do have some changes in some of the timing and, and uh, we're, like I said, fine tuning some of that. But by Thursday, it will all be live, if not a little bit sooner. And Thursday at noon is when registration for the first two events uh, will go live. Outstanding. I like it. Uh, we've got questions rolling in. Let me go back to some of these questions. Uh, well, Josh, we already answered that one. Sorry. This one is, this question is as old as time. AJ, do you still get it? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to have a Hobie? Yeah, no, you don't. Um, no, we even, we even put the word open in uh, the, uh, the, the title of the event series, just so folks felt like it was open to, to all. Um, but no, I still get it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it almost makes me chuckle now. Um, and, uh, you know, almost, but it's, uh, it, it is, it's, it's as old as time and, uh, read the rules. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild, you know, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, we've had a lot of anglers from other, 
other uh, manufacturers, uh, teams that have done well. Um, we've promoted other brands on our media pages. Uh, we, we um, you know, have tried to make sure folks knew that um, and could enjoy the series in whatever kayak they're using. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard to understand how that gets through the cracks sometimes. Yeah. Hey, look, Dwayne is our one LinkedIn viewer. Yes. Shows up every now and then. So, Dwayne, we appreciate you over there. Shout out, Dwayne. Dwayne uh, uh, keeps keeps everything rolling for us. Um, he's he's uh, Tourney X. You know, we wouldn't be able to do what we do without all the things that he's done. So, appreciate Dwayne. Yeah, we just had a great show with Dwayne talking about some of the code rewrite and some of the things they're doing uh, with Tourney X. You know, rewriting the program basically from the ground up and offering a lot more. Um, options and, and, and things in the future there. It's going to be cool. The, the OnlyFans thing is going to be great. Or the fans. Thing, I was going to say, that was the episode where things started going off the rails and then just continued to spiral with Vinny. Yeah, it's gotten bad. AJ, you're widely known as like the most professional guy on camera and on stage, so I'm sorry we're putting you through this tonight. Again, I'm sorry Jeff is putting you through this tonight. No, no, no. It's, it's you know. <laughs> I didn't each, one, each one reach one, Ryan. That's what we're doing here. Everybody together. All together. Uh, all right. Anyway, moving on professionally, what else you got for us? Any well, other, any take, other, uh, uh, you know, I think, uh, one of the things that we're going to do, uh, one, like I said, kind of evolve, um, you know, we, we've obviously have been a, a metal, uh, catch board only. Um, and I think, you know, it's, we've seen that the other board, uh, that catch produces, uh, is an adequate board. Uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, other series are using that, uh, so I think, you know, in order for us to want to kind of continue to evolve and also open the door for a, a, another board, uh, to come out, you know, I know that there's different things, but like, I don't want people to feel like we are just a metal catch series. We are going to be just a catch series, but you know, if there's some other boards that come out with that yak attack ever comes out, you know, we want to view it. We want to make sure that, like I said, we're staying in an evolvement uh, stage of this series it's not this way forever um so you know we will allow the yellow carbonate board next year um this is also your reminder to use your holiday money or anything to buy any board other than the original uh catch like uh, the catch x is great the carbonate will be great uh, but that og board is one of the worst boards to judge on uh of all time so it's just it's the, the lines the fading that there's no things on all the things that they've improved on um you know and then the fact that just a lot of anglers think it's a joke to clean their boards um you know it impacts uh no hey hey i'm not talking to anybody on this hey hey <laughs> there's no, i'm not pointing any specific i'll wash mine off with a beer in the parking lot what are you talking we, about I, we know we all know and, and it's you know it's just one of those things that um we see that and it gets worse and worse don't buy a black board like black's the worst i will you will not get the full sizes that you need on your fish like just little things i mean i know they look cool i know they're all that but like, if you want to understand the things that you could do on the front end that'll help you on tournament day, um, have a board that's not going to cost you a quarter or a half an inch. Clean your board so I can see things clearly. Don't buy a blackboard. All of those things uh, really are, you know, there they are things that will help you. Don't be out there trying to reline your board, Corey. We're watching you. 
You're on the well, radar now. We go to I actually, people are already ready to manipulate their boards once we go back. I like that catch carbonate. I've had one in the packaging laying in my garage floor for a while because, I mean, there's we could use in the, the TVKA stuff, but like national trail-wise, you couldn't use it. I drug my fully loaded pro angler across it the other day with the batteries and everything in it, drug it across it the other day on the concrete. And I was like, oh man, there, there goes that board. Didn't even hurt it. Not a bit. Things pretty hey, tough. Speaking of boards, this is just a little public service announcement. I thought I saw it the other day. I just went to confirm to make sure I wasn't going to lie to everybody watching on the old town website. Sorry, AJ. I'm talking to you. <laughs> They're doing an apparel sale. And as part of the apparel accessory sale, they've got the metal new, uh, catch board with the with the numbers on the edges for thirty four bucks, so what? you can't beat that. Go, go buy go buy that thirty four dollar <laughs> so board. Go. What a deal! That's I mean, that's deal. unbelievable. Thirty four dollars. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's for the people, man. They got to save some money here at Christmas. Oh, all right. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, as far, and, and really, there's not really a lot of rule changes outside of those things. Um, you know, we, we did kind of, we had some communication stuff, uh, last year. Uh, we've dialed that in and refined it. We've kind of taken two rules, made it one rule, made it kind of, you know, hopefully more clear. Um, and really the, the whole point is, so you're not able to use your phone or an electronic device to communicate with somebody else on the water or even off the water, uh, to get strategies, technique stuff, lake information, things like that. Um, in some capacities, you can have these conversations outside of tournament hours, but while you're on the water, using your phone for those purposes is not going to be allowed. So that's not a rule change. It's just word refinement and trying to kind of clear the muddy out of that water that we, we dove into uh, last year. And, um, you know, I think overall, I think it was a, a that was a really positive thing. And uh, um, I'm glad that that was accepted uh, the way that it was and people respected it the way they did um are off limits is that changing at all yeah looking to looking to pull the off limits back uh quite a bit um the 21 days uh well it was really 14 days so mm -hmm. we're just trying to find what that exact you know it's 14 days before the practice period starts so we're looking to try to find what that exact number is um you know that we want to land with we're playing with a couple different things right now uh that we'll have dialed in in the next day or so but i don't think it's going to be that so essentially three weeks out um, we might look at just the week before practice starts uh that it's off um just trying to dial that in it's one of the things for that it was um we felt like a lot of local folks weren't even aware of this event until after um you know they'd already fished in the off limits then they find out um one of those things it's hard to be open and available to all um, you know, when you go into a local area and you're not accommodating to the local anglers and, and a lot of times that hurts uh, your attendance and it hurts the support locally. Um, and I think that was one of those things that it just it, it, it made sense in some ways. And then some others, I don't know that that's necessarily the way that we want it to be structured. Garrett Morgan, you oh, hang on, I'll throw it up here uh, kind of in response to that um still have the weekend before i hope so like official practice will start yeah still official practice will start on that saturday um so you'll have the saturday you know and that's really kind of when the event 
uh, practice rules would start. So that's not changing, but it's just, a, you know, the two weeks prior to practice starting, uh, kind of dialing in that and fine tuning that number the way that we want it uh, is is it will be different. It will not be what it was last year uh, in the verbiage or the timeline. Uh, it will be less. So we're just fine finalizing that that perfect number there. Launches and boundaries. Anything changing there? Mm -mm. No, right. we're going to we're going to roll out uh, with the ramps uh, like we did last year. Um, the positive feedback I received uh, from that was tremendous, um, not just from the anglers uh, that, that just took a lot of the questions out of even it's not, not as much what other people were doing for them. It was what they were doing. Um, and it felt like they were you know, it just felt right for them. The local communities appreciate it. Now there was lo one local community on the Harris chain of lakes that did not appreciate me adding, uh, their ramp. Um, it was a little rough there, uh, on day one. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to look at that. I think part of the thing is, is, you know, just cause it's a ramp, just cause it's available, just cause you use it in practice doesn't mean that it's going to be something that we can make it an official launch because if 20 people roll up in there, it, it is something that is a problem. It does get police called. It There's not proper parking. There's all the things that come to that. So, um, you know, remember, like when we put these maps together, we're doing it in anticipation of a full field. And, uh, you know, we want it to be accommodating in every aspect. So um, there are going to be places that that are not going to be available. But I do want you all to communicate with me on those. I'd rather tell you no than feel like I missed a spot that we want to be able to have you on there. And if you've gone and looked at our events, they're not really limited. I mean, you know, on any one of our events, we had anywhere from 17 to 50 launches. Um, so it's not like I, we were trying to fine tune to four or five or anything crazy like that. In, in the one that we had 17, it was literally every public launch that was available, you know, on that fishery. So um, it's really just making sure that everybody knows what's, what's public and official as opposed to trying to, um, just let it be a free for all or for us to, to feel like we're choking it down and only allowing a uh, part of what's available for any particular reason. Um, let me throw some of these questions up, Ryan. From over on YouTube, Willie's truth about fishing. Is there going to be a cap on the number of anglers that can register for an event? Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stay at 225 this year. Um, you know, we've had, we hit 200 cap a, a couple times. Uh, we raised it to 225. Uh, the highest we got this year was 205. So um, until we, till we hit the cap, uh, you know, or, or have a reason to extend it, I think, I think 225 is a really perfect number for us. Uh, Facebook, Clifton Allen. What What's the easiest color for you to judge? Kentucky blue, man. Kentucky blue for sure. Uh, and seriously though, uh, it is. Uh, the purple has done well. Um, the the red on the X. Um, you know, I suggest anglers when you're storing your boards in the back of your kayak, store them upside down. Uh, it does two things. It doesn't uh, sun fade them. Uh, and it also doesn't allow the, the top side to get as hot. Um, so, you know, a lot of times in, when it's really warm outside, you lay that fish down on a really hot board and it's going to freak out. It might even kind of tense up. Uh, you might lose a little bit of the fish there. So if you keep that board bottom side down, you're not going to get as much fading and you're also not going to get as hot. How are you feeling about that yellow one, though? Is that going to make it easy throwing that yellow one down? Um, I mean, the yellow one's really bright. It's going to be a little aggressive uh, on the screen. You're taking out some of the... 
uh, the calming colors of the X boards and you're adding, uh, you know, very, very Kentucky blue to Iowa yellow right there. Aggressive yellow. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I want to see it clearly. The contrast on that board is spectacular, uh, when it comes to the back of the board, to the numbers and the lines. Um, so I think for me, that's really at the end of the day, I can work through some colors as long as I can see, uh, you know, the things that I need to see on that board. Um, it'll be a big step up from some of the, the faded and chipped boards that we've been working through the last couple couple years. Uh, let's see. we got a few. Randy Creason asked, day two cuts. Is, was that kicked around at all? No, day two cuts themselves enough, man. we got so many people that go home on day two. <laughs> um, you know, I, at the, the end of the day, the, the people <laughs> – the people that stay um, and fish day two, you know, they they, they get they get their easy now. Uh, sure, squirrel got out. Sure, her day two and got pissed. <laughs> and she thinks she said, "Daddy's home." Daddy's home. <laughs> day two. He's home. Listening to midday updates at the house. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, we'll keep day two out there. I mean, we do. We see probably. Um, you know, anywhere from 25 to 40 percent of our anglers will leave at some point before the tournament ends on day two. Um, and I, we understand uh, why that is. It can be a little frustrating, uh, you know, for, for the anglers uh, out there. But but, you know, there are things that happen when people stay on the water. It's hard to see that in the moment. You grind out on a, a fishery that maybe you're not doing as well on, you think. But you end up catching two more fish at the end of the day. You end up catching a limit that day that pushes you into like the top 40 or 50. And you don't think about it then, but that might have been the points um, that did matter uh, to get you into the TOC or even push somebody else out. You know, those little things matter. Um, and, and it's hard to think that when you're having a rough tournament or you're ready to get home. It, it's going to be hard for me to ever sit and, and have a problem with the way people travel because folks give up so much. Uh, to come to these events and it's not easy uh they'll, they'll spend the days on the front end they'll travel all night sunday night so they can be back home and then be at work on monday um it's an absolute grind uh, that's not lost on me i was a, a grinder on the tournament scene for a little while um, i get it it's a strain um but i also have to tell you the other side of staying on the water and what that can you know do for your season as a whole um, so, you know, we get it. We just want y'all to be careful going home. We got a Twitch question, right? Oh, Alex on the water from Twitch thoughts on live streaming during the Hobie tourney. I, I, that could be either way. Like anglers can try to do it if they want, but I'm assuming he's asking, has Hobie ever kicked around the idea? And is that a thing that could come in the future, AJ, where there's actually a little bit of live streaming? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that, that Steve and I, uh, would love to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just throw him off there's just too much there's just too sure. much there. i'm gonna have to just get right back on this so yeah we, we would love to um it's definitely something that um i think increases uh the enjoyment of watching the event um i know that i spent a good amount of time watching dusty um have meltdowns and then come back um from that in the same like hour on the water and it was it was crazy. And it was like, I just wanted to like call him and be like, man, you are stressing me out. Um, but like, you know, that's real. That's so genuine. And there's other people that you could watch that are, that do that. Um, and, and take a different approach on the water. Um, and then there's people that catch them really good. Then they probably be incredibly boring to watch. And we have no idea because we don't see that, 
but that's the story that I wish that I could tell on a midday update and that Steve would love to showcase. And it's things that we would like to try to do, but it's hard, you know, like Steve gets on the water, he gets some really good pictures. Um, he gets some really good conversation with anglers, but he's doing it from like 40 you know, yards away because, you know, these anglers are in this area and he doesn't want to disrupt their spots. So getting those, um, you know, moments are a little bit, um, you know, more difficult uh, in a kayak. I don't think we've refined it, but we do encourage our anglers to go live, um, you know, and, and, you know, I do watch those when I can um, because I find them to be very interesting, very entertaining. Um, and, and I learn a lot and, and uh, you know, on how people handle themselves on the water. And I think hearing, you know, those conversations with a boater or a crappie angler or, you know, an inner, you know, a, a, um, maybe something that, that isn't going well and understanding how that situation is helps me do my job better, helps me prepare uh, for future things and, and uh, you know, allow our other anglers to learn from those situations too. So I, I like that perspective. I think putting kite fishing in somebody's home, um, like in viewership uh, in a professional way would be amazing. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping we can see that before too long, uh, whether it's BOS or another series, it's just, uh, it's very expensive. Um, and it's something that, you know, we, we, we film, um, you know, the TOC, uh, we filmed it in the past. We filmed other events on Kentucky Lake. Uh, we turned it into a TV show. It's on YouTube. Um, but there's something to be said for live. Um, and that's something that we would, we would really love to, to have the opportunity to do one day. Yeah, one one thing I mentioned to Dwayne, I don't know if you saw that show, AJ, when we had him on, is uh, he needs to come up with a way to give direct access to you to people's cameras where you can just turn them on whenever you want to check in. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> great entertainment. <laughs> you can just activate that phone camera, see what's up, check in live. No, no, Patri use the Patriot Act to your advantage. That's what we want to do there. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. But, uh, right oh, there. we have we can we get can we get Corey Dreyer's question answered before he asks it again. Right. Well, the, there it is right there. <laughs> the number of qualifying spots for TOC remain the same. Oh, Corey, Corey, I love when Corey just throws out, you know, some, some, some hot items. Yeah. Um, we are, we are, you know, we definitely came from um, 50 to 60 last year. Uh, so there's an increase of 10 there. Um, I think there's a goal for us to land in that 70 to 75 range. Um, but I don't know if 24 is the year to do it. Steve and I are playing with some numbers. I think we want to just cap out at 70 or 75 and that be the final and not ever grow from there. But it's is 24 the right year to do it or is 25? Uh, that'll be announced a little bit later, um, but it, it will come. So it, it's, you know, the thing about the TOC is it's really a special event. Uh, I know if people want it to be less, but the thing about that event, if it, also if there is more anglers there that's um, – more folks that get to have um, that experience, you know, the um, catered meals, the tablecloths, the camaraderie with the anglers that we don't get in our open events anymore. Um, and it's more people that might shoot for that throughout the course of the year. It also helps in our host locations that uh, want to see more than 50 come through uh, in a championship. Um, so there's a lot of variables there. Um, I think 50 was a really good entry number and I think 75 or 70 will be a really good max number that we'll end with. Um, but it's either, you know, we're just kind of fine tuning if it'll be 60 or 70, uh, for 24. 
I can't wait for the day it gets to 75 so I can finish 78th or 9th or something like that. That'll be yeah, fun. that's <laughs> I'm pretty consistent on that the last couple of years. <laughs> That'll be fun. Uh, Max Lee asked, will the TOC allow motors? I think you already said that they would. Yeah, the TOC allow motors. Another thing um, that we're doing as far as qualifiers going, um, it's not going to be three automatics for every event. Um, you know, I think it's really awkward and odd for an event with 205 to get three anglers an event with 90 to get three anglers. Um, so we've got it in tiers. Um, so like, I think it's 99, uh, and below is two anglers, a hundred to 149 is three, 150 to, um, I have to remember, there's like, you know, just to tiers and then two, 200 and up is, is five. Um, so, you know, that, that number will change and evolve through attendance. Then there will be a, a guaranteed number for angler of the year on points, but it'll all, that number will also grow throughout the course of the year as maybe a couple events don't hit five or hit four uh, automatic qualifiers. So it'll, those will be sliding scales based on attendance um, and, and evolve through that. So that's kind of one of the things we wanted to do, uh, you know, as the attendance was larger in some events is to give more credit uh, in that auto qualifier there. Uh, over on YouTube, Johnny Maddox, the check-in, check-in out feature was more utilized by all the trails, I'd say. He's yeah, asking, is it going to be We did um, you know, We put that in our rules that it would uh, be uh, in AOI, and then we came out really shortly after that and said um, that it wasn't um, and, and kind of changed the verbiage in the rules. And, you know, we thought that system um, would – Really, we had to find a way that we could automatically take that feature and then implement it into our AOI points. And it wasn't something that um, we were able to do the way that we uh, wanted to do. So uh, it, it made that something that wasn't attainable. Um, and really, the whole thing there was a safety thing. I mean, really, just check in and out for us. We don't want to make rules around it. We don't want to punish people about it. Um, it reminds you earlier in the day to do that it's a safety thing and safety alone. Um, so that's, you know, we want to incentivize and not punish, but really we're just asking you to, to, to play the game with us and let us know where you put in mainly let us know where you get off the water. Excellent. Let's see what other, any more questions for AJ, uh, are the world's qualification, another Corey question, world's qualifications changing for 24. Yeah, man. Uh, Steve Fields runs the Hobie Fishing World. the <laughs> qualifications, and uh, he would love to uh, talk to you about that. Um, no, I, uh, I, I don't. Uh, I love. I mess with Corey, but uh, the uh, no, it's been consistent. So the winner of the TOC and the top three uh, in AOY uh, will will go uh, to the worlds. Uh, and, and Steve is uh, you offering Randy? <laughs> Sorry, AJ. Whenever you're saying something, I like to throw a comment up to throw everything out of whack. I'm, my apologies. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> anyway. All right. Steve Fields, Worlds. Talk to Steve. Yeah, and I want to give a big shout out to Steve. Um, you know, Steve is, since he came on board, it feels like he's been with BOS uh, for a long time now, but he's elevated our presence uh, both in media on our website um, and, and just kind of helped control all of that side and uh, allows us to have, um, you know, good live meetings. And, um, you know, he just really cultivates 
the relationships with our sponsors uh, and makes all that happen. So really appreciative of, of Steve uh, and all that he does. He wears a lot of different hats uh, at Hobie. Uh, so I'm really glad that he's able to keep on his BOS hat. And, um, you know, really just if you've not ever gone and looked at Steve's pictures um, from the events, um, so he's awesome. you know, they're, they're, they're really awesome. And, you know, there's I, I, one of the things that I really like about Steve is he, he, you know, he's got a certain people that he goes and gets certain shots from, um, but he also finds people that he doesn't even know and has conversations with them and gets pictures and it doesn't matter what brand they're in. And he goes and just does his thing. And, and it, you know, he showcases that there's more to it um, than just the top anglers. Uh, every event, there's a lot of people out there that are just having a good time and, and doing, you know, having a little different experience on the water. And I encourage you to cut up with Steve because he usually has some pretty, uh, pretty sharp comebacks. So always, <laughs> always engage with Steve when you see him on the water. <laughs> uh, this is, we're not going to keep you too much longer, AJ. We'll wrap this thing up because I know we've been at this a while. It's been a huge audience tonight. We've been rolling about 150 live between YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. And then I've been monitoring over on uh, Instagram and Rumble. There's been a fair amount of folks over there. I missed some Instagram questions because I didn't keep up with the comments scrolling, but those same questions got asked here. So if you're watching on Instagram, appreciate you over there. Um, Corey racer asked, what about making day two mandatory for day two fish to count? Like come to the way in for those fish to count like a boat tourney. Yeah. I mean, we, we can play with all sorts of things, but you know, at the end of the day, like that's going to deter people because you know, they need, you know, some people factor all that in, you know, and I, like I got said earlier, I just, I don't want to get into like punishing um, people, you know, from the investment that they've already made. Um, I know if they were fishing a boat weigh in tournament, they'd have to come back anyways. I want people to come back because they want to come back. And we do get that. And I think more and more, um, but to feel like you have to be forced there and then to discredit everything that you've done because you did decide to go home for another reason. I think that's just a hard, hard uh, stance to have in our structure of tournament. I think the things that makes our structure of tournament unique um, does allow someone to go home early on Sunday, but it also allowed their money to get paid to somebody. And, uh, you know, we want their, we want them to come. And, and if they, they strategize, if they don't do well, they're going to go home early and then they'll put more into the next tournament. That's kind of what we see. That's kind of what we're okay with. Um, but we do, I mean, encourage people to come back around and cheer on your friends when they win money in these tournaments. Um, I think that that's something that we used to have a lot of. It's something that the TOC has. Um, and there's, it's really special when, um, you know, there's, there is a crowd of people instead of, you know, the live audience, but that's another thing that we do that isn't as common in, in some, you know, way style events. And so it's just, it's unique. I, I'm with you. It'd be better to have everybody there, but, um, we don't have to force it for fish to count, you know, are you, so that's kind of where we're standing with it right now. I like it. That's the last of the save questions I had. AJ, you want to stick around so we can do this giveaway, man? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I've got hey, a couple of things I'm going to want to say as a closing out thing, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's do this giveaway real quick and we'll let you close it out. And before we do the giveaway, uh, I saw a comment earlier and I lost it, Ryan. Uh, Clifton said, send up some prayers for Pat Malone. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Pat. I know he's been in a long battle. He um, he made a post. Uh, he made a I read it and that started crying going home last night from the freaking airport. Uh, you know, Patrick Malone has been uh, battling cancer for what? I mean, is it two years now? Yeah, it was right after years. the that Texas Bassmaster Classic when we were all hanging out when he found out about it. And, uh, you know, it's it's just it's wearing down on him. And uh, 
I think he he said uh, he, he had an issue that that was kind of in his intestines, and they're not going to be able to uh, to do anything to repair that. So everybody pray for Patrick, and you know, peace and healing for his family. Yeah, amen. So if you're the praying type, pray for Patrick. Even if you're not, send a prayer up for Patrick because he needs him. Uh, he's one of the good ones, man. He he was kind of at the foundation of of getting a lot of the high level tournaments going in Texas, and he's just a great human being in general. So prayers up for him and his family. Tough tough enough news news there. Um, a lot of uh, through the hashtag BOS, people tried to cheat it with the Revo tonight, Ryan. So I went with <laughs> always, BOS. Always trying to get. That I tried edge. to think of something with the motors tonight, but I couldn't come up with anything. Couldn't come up with anything. Uh, see prayers for Pat in the comments. Appreciate y'all so much. Uh, let's see. I want the numbers to grow. We got 80 in the giveaway, 100 and nearly 150 on the live. So there's got to be a few more hashtags thrown in there. AJ, you can go ahead and start uh, throwing some closing remarks out if you want while I let these numbers build. Then I'll throw yeah, just back on the screen. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the, the sponsors uh, for BOS. I'm not going to read them uh, out loud, but uh, you know, you guys can go look and see who they are. But um, some of them have supported us for so long, uh, even as a single series. They've supported the worlds. They've supported all this. Um, not just our sponsors, but any sponsor of this show, of your local club, um, of other national events. If you, there's a brand that supports something that you like to do, give that brand a shot. Go shop them. Go get your next opportunity, whatever that is there from them. Uh, they they need your support. That's why they're sponsoring. They want um, to showcase their product to you. Um, it, investing in the people that are investing in our our series is what keeps all of this running. It's why you know we give away glasses at our events. It's why you know glasses are being given away now. We want people to support uh, these products, and uh, you know now's now's a great time. Um, There's no better time to get your your next fishing or kayak product. Uh, and, uh, you know, just think of the sponsors first is all we ask because, um, you know, that's why they're doing what they're doing uh, is to be on your mind when you're at the store and uh, looking for your next product. Um, that's really important. That's the one thing. Uh, the other thing, just want to, you know, thank everybody um, that supports BOS, that supports Hobie, um, that supports this show uh, and, and the voice that you guys give anglers. Um, you know, this community is a. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting community. Um, but we, uh, we, we always a pro AJ, always a pro. <laughs> we, rep we represent a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, uh, we all love to do the same thing, even if it is in different ways or with different models or, or series. Um, but it, none of us would be here doing what we're doing if it wasn't for all the folks that have supported us along the way. Um, and, you know, just thank you all. Um, thank you guys for giving anglers a voice and, allowing, um, you know, directors, uh, to come out here and, uh, you know, that? getting a fax. What is that? <laughs> is everybody okay? It was, it was Ryan. It's Ryan. Damn you, Ryan. <laughs> is it is everybody okay? Yeah. Everybody's okay. It's, it's Ryan. I love right. Ryan. <laughs> All right. So yeah, leave it come back. Leave it come back. Just uh and, and a shout out to uh my, my main guys, um, you know, as far as tournament directors out there, uh Vinny Ferrari, Steve Owens. Um, they're the guys that, you know, when you look at the structure out there and what's going on, um, 
you know, those two guys, you know, the, 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 the native series that Vinny has going on is just completely different structure. It blew up this year. His schedule's incredible next year. You know, you got what Steve's doing with, with Bassmaster, um, you know, and it, it, it's just, we have an incredible, um, you know, leadership right now in these three series that's, um, you know, doing things. And I appreciate their friendships and their communication, um, and everything that, 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 that they do, uh, to help me and, and, and stuff there. So, um, I just want to give, give those shout outs and obviously thanks to Hobie, um, for supporting this series. Um, supporting anglers always wanting to give back to the, um, you know, the activities that they make products for. Um, and that's through multiple ownership groups over many decades. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of our history and our heritage and, uh, you know, Hobie supporting us and in, in the work that Steve does too. So I, I know y'all hear me thank a lot of people, but um, I just always got to take a chance to, to, to thank the people that, that, you know, make it all happen. Yeah. Ryan, are you safe? <laughs> Buddy, I don't know what just <laughs> I don't know if that was an Amber Alert or a tornado or what. <laughs> anyway, we'll finish this show and I'll uh, see if we're still around tomorrow. Uh, Steven Sisto said you should have pretended to be cursing the whole time that was going on. <laughs> I was. <laughs> it wasn't pretending. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't pretending. Yeah, we're gonna do this giveaway. Giveaway and AJ, I'll just I'll tip the cap to you. I know I kind of laughed about it at the beginning talking about you know raising up our. our our sport to a high class series made it kind of a joke, but I was serious, man. You, you were at the groundwork of, of taking us to another level. So hats off to you. And thanks to you as well, man. Cause you put a lot of work in Garrett Morgan in the comments said, is AJ going to dip back into one of these tournaments to keep these young guys in check? Cause you used to be out here do, doing to. damage. Do it. So you put that in the background to do this. So uh, y'all give me uh y'all give me dual power and I'll get the 17 out of the garage and we'll get after yes. it. That, you pee that 17. Let's go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was just looking for a reason to say it, right? Now. I know. All right. Uh, let's do this let's do this giveaway and wrap this thing up before we get canceled tonight. All right. Revos, hashtag BOS24. Who's it gonna be? Is it going? Is it gonna be YouTube? Facebook? Could be the Twitcher tonight. We never we never can tell. We haven't had a Twitch winner tonight. Justin Rednauer on YouTube. Has he won before? I think he has. It sounds like at the name strikes a strikes a chord with me. I think he has one. There we go. Guess what, Ryan? Because it's the week before Christmas. We're giving yes. away another pair right now. We're doing what? two pairs. Oh my! Two gosh. pairs. It's it's DP dual pair, double pair, dual, dual pairs. <laughs> oh man! Double pairs. We're doing another pair. So hang Alrighty. on, guys. We're gonna do another one. So Justin Rednauer. Everybody, hashtag it again. <laughs> Ten more minutes on the clock. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Who's it gonna be? Big boy yakking. Hey, that's go. my man Levi, the Amish uh, yacker over here from Is it? Arkansas. All right. Yeah, yeah. Amish giant, uh, big boy. Yeah, look for the XL size. Though. I want them to fit. I want them to fit you. Okay. I think you know, the Levi, uh, rock. I think it's the rock crawlers that uh, the big head people were buying. Yeah, you know, you know Levi AJ, six ten, mountain of a man, bookend one of the big bookend offensive tackles for kayak fishing. That's what he is. So there we go. Congrats to both. Keep of an them. eye out for him if you don't know him. He's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's coming to a BOS series near yeah. you uh yeah man all right great show a lot of a lot of good comments about it i thought it was fun aj appreciate you taking the time to share with us tonight man yeah yeah absolutely thank you guys rules will be updated it'll get added on uh, later this week registration for the first two events will go live on thursday at noon eastern um looking forward to another great year and uh thank you guys uh for all y'all do and happy holidays right yeah, man. yeah. Happy holidays. merry christmas we'll see y'all uh we'll see you on the road man all right guys thank y'all we go.